You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm excited to share another hour with you. Women, just like men, go to school, have their aspirations, and pursue a career. But unlike men in general, women get pulled in multiple directions as they come to their prime because they are the mothers, they are the caregivers, and they are the nurturers of their families. And this causes some very, very um, nuanced circumstances that women have to deal with, meaning do I start a family? When do I start a family? When I go on maternity leave, what happens to my job? If I give birth and come back in three, four, five weeks, what happens to the development of my child? Do I need to stay home and care for my child till the child goes to school? And in that process, am I going to lose my spot in my career because I worked this hard to get to where I am and now I have to give up everything in order to start a family? And these are real concerns. These are real challenges women have to deal with. And then fast forward in the career when they come back to work after childbirth and child raising, then there are other situations that can occur just like men, right? downsizing, career transitions, career changes because the industry is changing. And when a woman's career is compared against a man's career with her breaks, then she tends to at times fall behind in terms of all the future steps as well. So this being a real concern for women and women networking to help women not being a commonplace, unlike men who have traditionally been in the workplace and have a culture of supporting one another, the re-entering the workplace and career transitioning over the course of a career trajectory become far more challenging to women. And in order to help a lot of women dealing with this on a day-to-day basis, I thought it would be interesting to have a conversation with a professional career woman who's made some of these choices and juggled life and work and career and is in the middle of a career transition because there's nothing better than having a real life conversation so that we can hear authentic ideas and voices. And this is a recurring question that my uh, listeners ask me and therefore I am super excited to have this episode uh, women in Career Transition. My guest today is Marianne Kafori. And Marianne, yes. welcome to the show. I am excited to Thank have you. you. Um, why, don't you why don't you take a moment and give us some background as to how you've gotten to where you were in your career before you had to start thinking about multiple transitions, right? You, you are a mother, and yes. so you had to take a break for 
raising a family, starting a family, raising a family, and now we are in the middle of a career transition. So let's talk about both separately. Tell me what it was like to start off as a young lady and enter the career world and then have to make those choices to start a family. Well, uh, as you pointed out, you always feel like you're not sure what direction you're going to go in because at some point in your life, you think that you're going to hopefully find a man, fall in love, get married, start a family. And in that whole process, you just spent four years of going to college. And in my case, I had a double major in accounting and finance, and I was studying for the CPA exam. And that was something that I felt like I really wanted to pursue and achieve, and I did. And I was very lucky enough after I graduated college that I did get a job right away. Uh, and back then it was the big six. I guess I'm dating myself, but it was the big six accounting uh, corporations. And, um, you know, I started off like everybody mm-hmm. else in an entry-level position. Okay. So, so that was the natural really career the entry point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that is the natural entry point for accounting majors, right? To start with the yeah. basics. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Very, mm-hmm. a very good thing to have on your resume and move word. And obviously, it's a resume builder to have, you know, that kind of beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, with that, uh, I didn't really have anybody helping me along the way. When I first started, um, I didn't have a lot of women peers who started out in accounting or finance. And when I first started with them, there was less than a handful of women. Matter of fact, there were the office that I worked, there were no women partners. There was nobody I can look up to mm-hmm. and try to see how I can connect with them. So fast forward, you finished your tenure at the big six, and then you moved on to a private sector career, which is what normally happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I did stay in public accounting and then I did move over to private accounting. And at that point, I did get married and I did start. Well, at that point, I I did go and stay in private accounting and I started a family. And quite honestly, I thought I was going to go back after I had my first child, but I wasn't able to do so. Um, just because there wasn't an environment for me to either work part-time um, or work, you know, less days than I was working. So I basically had to give up working. And that is a very real choice a lot of women have to make because the workplace is not set up to accommodate women and the role of women in their families and society. Plus no, not work, back then. right? Not back mm-hmm. then. I hate, to, I hate to even say that and bring up that point because you think a lot of companies back then, you know, said, okay, you could take four to six weeks off and come back and work. But, you know, it's a real problem with trying to figure out who's going to be the breadwinner, who's going to, you know, continue on with their career and make something of it. And it's not like I didn't want to do that. I really did. But it's also an economic factor. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people always are juggling, okay, do we pay for daycare? Um, are we having more than one child? Uh, are you going to go back to the same job? You know, a lot of those things take into place. And if you are going to go back into that same job, what's going to be your role? Are you going to keep the same role? Is it going to be different? You know, there's a lot of different factors that, that revolve around that whole, do I stay at home? Do mm-hmm. I have my kids? Do I try to get back into the workforce? And so you struggled through all of that. You've, you've, kind of, you know, marched on and pursued your career. You were a controller, right? 
in your yeah. last yeah. role. So you've yeah. risen as high as any person could aspire to, right? Being a controller yeah, is definitely. a very, very attractive position. Yeah, very but much then you, so. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. And, and the reason why I say that is because I did have, you know, a very similar beginnings, uh, just like a very close colleague of mine. And her and I both have children the same ages, but she decided to stay at work and continue on. And she had uh, a full-time nanny. Mm-hmm. And there were days where, you know, she didn't come home till 7, 8 o'clock at night and had to put on, you know, a whole different thing walking through the front door. And, you know, she missed out on, I feel, a lot of things. And I know it was, it was you know, a burden for her. But that was the choice that she decided to do. And, yes, today, if we were to compare our stories, um, I think she's definitely higher up in the rankings and salary than where Mm -hmm. I am. Yes. Mm -hmm. But then the non-financial reward is that you were there for your kids. And they remember the fact that you were there in all their transformational moments growing up. And that is something you will have forever and your children will have forever that other mothers who make those choices will not. And that's the sad part, right? It's a hardship. You know, it is Mm -hmm. a hardship because obviously there are a lot of different things that go on in everybody's household. No one knows what goes on behind the white picket fence that we all say, Mm -hmm. oh, look at that. Look at them. And everybody's always comparing themselves, especially women, especially in this environment and especially Mm -hmm. back then. But for me, I knew that it was important for me to raise my children and to be part of their upbringing and Mm -hmm. be part of their schooling and be involved in their schooling. And, you know, that was a choice. And, yes. uh, mm-hmm. you know, I stand by it. It was a difficult choice, but you know what? For me, if I were to go back and do it all over again, I'd make the same choice. Mm-hmm. And both of them are difficult choices. Women don't make it lightly, but they no. do it in the best interest of their family and their family circumstances. Yeah. As you said, none of us know what goes on behind those, you know, white picket no. fences and behind those four walls. No. So, and I certainly would never, mm-hmm. ever talk down about a woman who decided to, to uh, follow her career or have to work for economic reasons. Mm-hmm. And some choose not to have children because their career Correct. consumes them and they are in that process. And it's not right, wrong or indifferent. Some can't Correct. have children. Yes. Some don't have children. Some don't even have right. time to date and get married, Right. You have all of the above. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And there's also You're the situation where right. when the when the woman is very successful and the husband is not, sometimes marriages break apart because the husband is not happy that the wife is doing better or the wife's career is yeah. progressing. So you have that to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you... that's a very large factor back then, too, because I think mm-hmm. that role has changed a little bit. But back then, I think men were definitely more so the career-oriented, climbing-the-ladder type of situation, providing for their family, and being the breadwinner. Yes. And today, you're right. Today, that role is changing, but a lot of women are finding it hard to have a a significant other or a spouse who understands their commitment to career and who can share in that journey. And a lot of women are choosing to be single, too. I have a lot of coworkers who are single. They're like, yeah. I can't even and find somebody me, to date because we, I can't find somebody compatible. 
And you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I've had, you know, again, some women colleagues and some friends who have found themselves divorced uh, because Mm -hmm. of that. Um, And, you know, that's a difficult thing where, you know, they were very happy raising their children, but, you know, children don't stay young forever. And they needed to break away from being the mother and the caregiver and go into something that they feel that they wanted to learn about, whether it be a trade or profession or just an interest. Mm-hmm. And some men don't really want their wives or the moms to leave home and do that. They feel like the whole family unit will fall apart. Mm-hmm. So women occupy such a keystone position in the family, not just for their spouse and children, but also most of the time to her parents and his parents. So they're straddling caregiving and nurturing three different generations simultaneously, yeah. which brings yeah. so much complexity to the choices women have to make. And with that yeah. interesting thought, let's go to our first break and come back to pick this conversation okay. right back up. Wonderful. Thanks, Marianne. <laughs> what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry at hotmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode, Women in Career Transition. Having this conversation with me is Marianne Kofari. Uh, Marianne, um, 
before break, we were talking about the various challenges women face. But today you are a career transitioner. There are other women like you looking, exploring, um, navigating. Where does my career head from here? Where do I go from here? Are my parents aging? Am I aging? Does my spouse need care at home? And how do I juggle all of this at the latter stages of my career and making those choices all over again for different reasons? Right. Well, you know, we're in, we're in a, I hate to say it, but we're in a position where we've always been the caregiver and we've always mm-hmm. been the pleaser you know, becoming a mom and having children and always putting ourselves last to take care of our family. And then, you know, obviously your children don't stay young forever and they go on to schooling and there are many adults. And then we find ourselves transitioning back into a career, something that we love to do and that we want to be passionate about and add value to a company and obviously receive compensation for it. But at the same time, um, you know, we find ourselves either on the path to caring for a parent or being stuck and not knowing what direction to go to um, or Mm -hmm. who to talk to. And that happens a lot. I find that a lot just chatting with other women and going to, you know, let's say a state society meeting. I'm I'm a CPA, so I go to a lot of CPE uh, classes and seminars. And when I'm in the room, you know, one of the things that I do is I, I, I count how many women are in a 200 seminar room and you know it's less than 20 and so you know obviously we all kind of gravitate towards each other during the break and we we all talk about the same thing yeah we talk about what's going on at work and 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 how we're doing but we really get down to the nitty-gritty like how do you how do you find this stage of your life where you're getting back into your career and at the same time you're trying to juggle uh, maybe an aging parent or, you know, a child who is in college and not sure what they want to do. And, you know, here we are juggling, like we're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, put ourselves first, so to speak, which is kind of difficult after, you know, caring for everybody else. So it's one of the biggest concerns a lot of women have out there. Yes, and it's real. And so because in your situation and most women's situation, because you are juggling family and cooking and child raising and career and being a homemaker, you don't get to go to all these meetings as a younger professional. How are you, how are you dealing with your career transition now without deep investment in those spaces that men normally make and they have extensive networks for it? And based on that, how can we help other women not make those same mistakes because ultimately well, every, the, a situation is a teachable, learnable moment, right? Right. Absolutely. And for everybody, it's different. You know, what I say mm-hmm. is not going to be the same for somebody else because everybody has obviously their opinion based mm-hmm. on what's going to meet their needs for themselves and families and so forth. But one of the things that I found for myself in the last six months to a year is I started to invest more time in seeking out other women like me in professional organizations. So whether it be a women-run organization or attending a seminar or even finding someone like yourself that, mm-hmm. you know, hosting a webinar, um, even though we are listening to a lot of the same concerns, one of the things you have to do is be bold and reach out to people and start a conversation. 
and get involved just like we did when we were raising our children. I mean, most of us got involved with volunteering and knowing what was going on at school and building that parent-child network at school. Now we have to kind of do the same in our professional life. Yes. And that network can really be strong if you work the network, just, just like the men do. Um, you know, I, I kind of chuckle because I, I think back to my younger years when I worked for a global company, and, um, you know, I realized that I didn't get the same raise as my counterpart did, and um, I didn't really put it together. But you know what? He played golf. And mm-hmm. I, I laughed, and I said, oh, my gosh, I think it's the, the you know, the, the golf outings that they go to. And because he played golf, he got invited, and it was a very male-dominated sport. Well, you know what? I'm an athlete. I've been playing tennis all my life, and I've been active all my life. I took up golf. And not that I got invited out any more or any less, but it's something that men kind of like almost raise an eyebrow, like, oh, you play golf? And I'm like, yes, I do. And believe it or not, (laughs) there are a lot of things that you just talk about with being active in something that they're active in. I'm not saying like every woman should go out and take up golf. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that, you know, you should get involved as best as you can to help yourself. Because believe it or not, there is a lot out there, and especially in this World Wide Web that's going on here, we can connect with people all over the world. Yes, we definitely can. And seeking out people who can be mentors, peer mentors are huge, and it's not something we women naturally gravitate towards. Um, And this may be a particularly Western thing, but women are always in such competition with each other. And I I tend to look at it from a finance economics perspective. There is such scarcity of resources, whether it is money, jobs, access to people who make decisions, or even simple things like eligible men in the neighborhood, right? So women have been raised from young age to be malleable, to please, to attract and capture, right? So... That tends to get yes. carried through You're, into the workplace. And the Mean Girls High School doesn't tend to leave people. Sometimes it carries into adulthood. And as women, I think it behooves us to openly acknowledge that, try and figure out how to stop it from happening, because without that, we cannot step up to help one another. Right. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like you have to rise above that. You really, really do. And as a parent, and as a parent of a daughter who is in graduate school now, and I really, really focus on trying to have her rise above that. And I've done it all through her younger years and into her young adult life. And I've always taught her, just be yourself. You know, be Mm -hmm. yourself. Be um, very aware of what's going on so that obviously you're not having a blind eye, but at the same time, be aware of what's going on. So that, I hate to say it, so that you can kind of be ready for it or prepared for it. But at the same time, I think, especially for women, you're going to seek out people who are similar to yourself and gravitate gravitate towards them and want to start some kind of, you know, professional relationship, if not personal relationship. I mean, you and I just hit it off right away. Um, You did a webinar, and I was just ecstatic that it wasn't your same whole time, you know, ethical webinar. You really reached out to me as a person and as a professional. And what did I do? I reached out to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got bold. 
and I, I don't like to say, oh, I'm getting bold as I'm, as I'm progressing in my career, but I'm comfortable in my skin to talk about mm-hmm. certain things and I'm passionate about it. You know, obviously one is just meeting new people and talking about these issues that are, you know, happening in our lives, especially as being, you know, women in careers and especially male-dominated careers and so forth, um, but also reaching out to other women who have similarities to us and building that, you know, that network together. Mm-hmm. And is it that women are a little uncomfortable reaching out to each other? Because uh-huh. men normally uh-huh. don't ask for directions, but they're very good at reaching out to each other for professional yes. Yes. support. How true is that? Whereas true women, is that? you flip it, right? We, we will ask everybody for everything except when it comes to asking for help in terms of our career or our yeah. families. Two things we don't ask. Right. We don't. We don't ask for help. We're, we're, we're poor, we're poor communicators as, as that. And we really need to work on that. Even if, even if we are just practicing to do that. And, you know, we're also poor negotiators. So we need, and this is what I said to myself, just saying, okay, in the last six months to a year, you know, I have this goal. And one of them is obviously meeting more women like myself and reaching out and asking for help or, asking to be part of something or how can I give back to the community where I didn't have that network as I was, you know, a young woman going into a male dominated field. And, you know, I found a mentorship program for one of the larger universities here and I'm going to be part of a mentor program for young women in accounting and finance. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have some kind of program that we're going to follow but just to have myself as a resource for these young women, I'm very excited about it because I think that, is, that uh-huh. even though, you know, I can help them and, and as an older woman, I'm not saying I'm old, but as an older woman than them, I can give them what I've been through and help them along the way. Definitely. And that is something that the schools can't give, that only professional women who've come yeah. through that pathway, who've taken that journey, can turn around and help younger women entering the workplace. It's our job to pull them up and pull them right. up in a way that they're entering the workspace in a prepared manner. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I would That's be interested def- to hear how the program goes and how the program itself is helping you transform. Because normally when you get involved in these things, you're not only helping other people, you become a different person in the process. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I always believe in like paying it forward and mm-hmm. um, I don't always look to see what I'm going to get out of it. That's not how, that's not how I approach um, things mm-hmm. in my life. Um, I truly do uh, want to help others and I, I am truly a very compassionate and kind person. So I do believe in, you know, if someone does ask me for help, I definitely want to help them. I know it takes a lot, especially for a woman mm-hmm. to ask for help. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think that not everybody's in that position to do that, but I always like to try to find a solution to a problem that someone does have. Mm-hmm. And whether it be in work or even in personal life. Yes, both, both matters. And on that wonderful yeah. note, let's go into our second break and pick this conversation okay. back up. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We are having a conversation in the episode Women in Career Transition. And Marianne, we've been talking about the challenges women face. We've talked about the importance of networking and building the network throughout our career so that we can draw from it when needed. We even delved into the the ability women have to develop to ask for help when it comes to professional and personal life and the need to balance the two. There is the school of thought that you really don't balance it because you can't. You just find a way to harmonize it based on where your life <laughs> yes. takes you, right? Um, and That's so true. <laughs> I know. So while we are trying to harmonize and get everything set in a way that everybody in our lives are attended to, we are also mm. going to have to constantly think about what did I get my degree in? Where is the industry moving? How is technology changing those industries? How do I stay current and how do I move into the right adjacencies or be at the right place to catch that wave, right? It's almost like I say, yeah, it's like animals instinctively know, right? I say jaw dogs and cats know trigonometry, even all the big cats, because they know what speed to run and how high to leap to catch their prey, understanding the trajectory, the prey is running off flying, right? So yeah. we literally have to take that analogy and apply it in a career perspective with all the other constraints moving. 
What are your thoughts on how best to go about it? Or how have you been able to navigate that with agility? You know, that's an excellent question because I think a lot of times when women first start off in their career, and regardless of how many years they work, three, five, eight, ten years, let's say, and they take some time off to have children, and they may find that getting back into what they were doing before, they missed something along the way, and they feel like maybe it's, I hate to use the word, too much work or too much effort to get back into what they were doing. And a lot of people have, you know, maybe taken a second look at what really gets them going and what they're passionate about. I mean, I've seen women, you know, go into a regular business career and, you know, stay with business five, six, like I said, 10 years, have their children. And I've seen some women go back into schooling and becoming a teacher. I've seen Mm -hmm. um, some women go back into schooling and become um, a PhD and Mm -hmm. in, you know, sociology or um, helping others in psychology. I mean, I, I also had that thought, too, um, you know, and I didn't really, again, see, for me, I was at a crossroads as well because my kids were in high school, some were in college, and I went back into public accounting. It really wasn't the choice that I wanted, but it was the best career move that I could have done at the time based on the hours that I was able to work. Um, and you mentioned balance, which is, you know, difficult, and I don't like to use the word balance. It's really like harmony and what works for you. But I was trying to figure out, do I stay in the public accounting or do I go into private? So for me, I knew I wanted to stay with accounting, but for a lot of others, you know, some of them didn't have that, that, uh, that choice of, you know, making a different change and so forth. So a lot of them have chosen different careers, some good, some bad. Um, but there were choices that, you know, that they made. Um, but for me, you know, I really didn't know like what industry did I want to stay with or, um, did I want to go on a partner track or, you know, so it was hard for me because I didn't really have a mentor at this mm-hmm. stage of my life. You know, when I was younger, I had a brother who is, you know, also a CPA and, you know, he's CFO of a company, but, you know, he is only six years my senior, but he worked it the whole time. He didn't take time off to have kids. He didn't take time off when they were sick. He didn't take time off when, you know, all of those things were happening in their children's lives. I mean, he... He's, you know, very successful today, but at what cost? You know, nowadays, if he was to become a parent again, he probably would have taken a paternity, you know, the Family Leave Act or, um, you know, taken time off for different things or share the responsibilities. But, you know, for women, we, we really have a hardcore choice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing? What do we want to do? And th- that is that becomes c- complex and more difficult as we age. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, because one of the things, yes, yeah, because we're aging and our children are aging. But, you know, one of the mm-hmm. things that we want to do, too, as a mother is set an example for our children. You know, that women are just as important in the workforce as men. You know, mm-hmm. I have a daughter and I think that for me, even if I didn't have her, um, I would still profess that importance of women in the workforce. You know, everybody adds value in a different way. Women add value in one way, men add value in another. And it just depends on who's embracing it. And men and women think differently. Men and women solve problems differently. And if we don't have that uh, nuanced approach to problem solving in the workplace, all solutions are going to be one-sided, right? Right right brain thinking, left brain thinking. And it is not healthy in the long run. So women are important in the workplace. 
The question is, how do we find the right employers and the right careers that are going to help us find that sweet spot where we can have the family and have the career, right? And at what point, it's not always in balance. How do we harmonize it? And then how do we support one another to maintain that and grow? And it's that support system that becomes so critical. I have found that a lot of times men are more open to supporting professional women who are willing to roll up the sleeves and do what it takes and, you know, work side by side with the guys versus women because somehow women tend to be harder on women. Men are not as hard on women as women are to each other in the workplace. Why do you think that is and how do we overcome that? Uh, well, first of all, we're harder on ourselves mm-hmm. because we always stri- we're striving for perfection and we're, we're striving to do the best that we can so no one can come back to us and tell us we did not do a good job. So not only are we striving to be perfect in what we're trying to do, we're always trying to be one step ahead of the curve for anything that comes back our way, you know, anticipated questions and so forth or problems that need to be solved. So not only are we trying to solve the problem at hand or do the work at hand, we're always trying to keep one step ahead of what's next that's needed. But, yes, women tend to be harder on themselves and on each other. Um, you know, I've witnessed, I've witnessed both sides of the coin where women definitely back each other up and help each other and try to bring out the best in each other. Um, but I've seen it in organizations where women were on the same level. Um, you know, when I first started my career, there was only one senior audit manager. And I, I kind of felt bad for her in a way because no one really wanted to get to know her, at least the few women that I worked with. And I think they were afraid of her. And really, it would have been nice just to have a normal conversation with her, not about work, just about like what her thoughts were and what her aspirations were, being in that position and how she felt and, you know, what was it like, you know, being the only woman of that level. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, and then I've been around men who were were great. Matter of fact, one of my best, best bosses uh, was right when I became pregnant with my daughter. Um, And you know what? He was phenomenal. He embraced everything that was going on that I was learning in his world and he wasn't afraid to show me anything because his motto was that I'm going to bring out the best in you so that you can bring the best to my team because I wasn't after his job. I was just more so like how can I add value and what more can I learn and you know obviously bring harmony to our team which was you know Mm -hmm. a, a very challenging it was in foreign exchange so it was very very challenging every single day. I mean, there was never two days the same. And, uh, you know, I thanked him for that because after I had her, I, I, I didn't come back to work. Um, but I thanked him. I said, you know, you were the best boss that I ever had. I said, you taught me everything that, that you went through. And I said, you know, most people and most men wouldn't do that. But he was really very supportive. Um, and, you know, I really didn't know at the time that his wife uh, was a nurse and she had worked mm-hmm. the night shift and to care for her children during the day. And, you know, she did that. And even to this day, she became a doctor. Wow. Good for her. After having three children and, you know, but he definitely was an amazing support system for her. Mm -hmm. And he brought it to work. And he brought it to work. And it was really Mm -hmm. refreshing. Yes. And when women, when any adult goes back to school after marriage, it takes the family to complete that 
pursuit, right? So for her to have been able to go and get her medical degree meant that she worked the nights and helped raise the family to help him grow in his career. And they've been partners. And not all marriages end up yielding that partnership because not everybody marries for the right reason. The lucky ones do. Yeah, and it's it's, so true. Mm-hmm. And it's Listen, amazing how... We don't how have a crystal ball. <laughs> I know. We don't there's, have a crystal ball. There's no but crystal we know, ball for us. But we know our motivations, though, if we are honest enough, right? Yes. Yes. You've got to be honest with yourself. You can't yeah. kid yourself because it's going to backfire. Mm-hmm. So those who rush to get married because it's the right thing to do, because your family wants you to get married, or because he or she is the coolest person in the class or in school... Those are not the reasons, right? right? No, they're really not. You really got to find a lifelong partner. And you know what? Marriage, obviously, that's a whole other topic and probably a whole other show for you. But, uh, you know, marriage in itself, you know, there's so many different ever-changing seasons. You know, the newlywed phase, the bringing up your children in the younger phase and then them growing up and the high school era, which is, you know, <laughs> so much fun. But, uh, and then you have the college and the young adults and they graduate college and think they know everything and don't want to listen to you. But, you know, I'm digressing here. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, like I said, sometimes we think we have this map, but sometimes you got to roll with the changes. And I think even like with women, we have to roll with some of the changes that are happening and adapt to them. And yes, by adapting, sometimes. we need to build that network. Yes, and sometimes we resist that, right, because we don't want that change. Right. Everybody's and, comfortable within their own little world. Yes. And maybe it's the fear of everything might be in, in not looking and feeling the way it has. I already am stretched so thin. I'm, don't, I'm not ready for this change. Whatever right. conversation we have in our heads, it is not constructive, right? We end up harming right. ourselves than helping ourselves. Well, sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, we could talk ourselves, as much as we could talk ourselves into going for it or, you know, going for a dream job or, you know, asking for a promotion or asking for a raise, we can also do the opposite and talk ourselves out of it. You know, why do I want to put myself through this and I have mm-hmm. enough stress at home or whatever the case may be, um, you know, we can go either way. Mm-hmm. We can definitely go either way. That's true. And on that thought, let's go take our final break and come back and let's get the show wrapped up, Marianne. Great. All right. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement, and change management. 
and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the final segment of the episode, Women in Career Transition. Marianne, thank you so much for making the time to have this conversation with me. If you were to give a special piece of advice to women in this situation who are looking at career transition mid-career or late career, based on all your experience and the conversations you've had with peer women, what advice would you have for them? Well, the first thing I would say is, is, is don't cut yourself short. Don't settle because you're mm-hmm. going to be unhappy in the long run and time passes too quickly. So don't settle. Speak up. You know, there's nothing wrong with speaking up and asking for help. I think that's um, something that doesn't make you inferior when you're asking for help. Um, more importantly, which has helped me a lot, is find a mentor. Somebody to bounce things off of, someone to talk to, um, whether it be a friend, a colleague, another professional. Um, those that's very important. And you know, most importantly, try to be be part of an encouraging environment. You know, every day we do have a choice, and our choice leads to good things and bad things. And it's it's important to be part of an encouraging environment. It really is. That is so true because ultimately our mental state is what's going to help us accomplish things. And if we are not in a happy, peaceful, serene space, then that turmoil is going to carry over into all our pursuits. That's wonderful advice. Thank you for that, Marianne. And another thing that comes to my mind as we are talking about this is how do we encourage our extended family to support us through this process? And how do we get others engaged outside of our professional network? Because women's role is so traditionally looked upon, at least in our generation, as being the mother, the caregiver, the homemaker, that all conversations among women is also around that when family gatherings happen, right? Men go and talk business and women sit and talk family matters. It's funny, my husband and I experiment with this. My husband stays with the women and talks about household stuff, and I go and talk to the men about business. And it takes a while (laughs) for them to 
kind of mentally adjust and then a halfway through they forget because it's like finally they all give up. But how do we break that? Well, you know what? It's important to be excited and passionate about what you do because when you show that in your body chemistry, your body posturing, mm-hmm. people will pick up on that. And, you know, sometimes people do tend to, to ask you about what you're doing. And especially like when you're at, at a family gathering, let's say, whether it be mm-hmm. a graduation or christening, a wedding, whatever. I mean, people you haven't seen in a while and you're explaining to them about what you're doing and you're catching up. You know, when you have a certain positivity in what you're saying and the tone of your language, you know, that shows excitement. And that's like the same excitement if you have it even in your immediate family, whether it be your mm-hmm. spouse or your children, because you're communicating with them and you're sharing with them that this is important to you. And, you know, also, it doesn't hurt to share what you're excited about to the people you work with or the people you yes. work for, because they don't, they're not at mind readers. They have no idea what your mm-hmm. hopes and aspirations are and what you plan to bring to the table or what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you could Very be just, true. I hate to say it, passing through. That's true. That's true. And it's also important for mothers to be careful and raise sons who understand the changing role of women and the importance of supporting a strong woman. Because I'm always amazed at how everybody talks about raising strong daughters, but very rarely people talk about raising sons who can go toe-to-toe with those strong girls as well as support them because we all want our strong daughters to have strong men supporting them in life, right? Right. So what can women do as they raise their sons? Because you have a daughter and a son, so you know exactly how to raise your son in a way that he's respectful of his peer women and, you know, all the women like his mother who are managing a career and running a household. Well, you know what? There's a saying, and I know I know that you know it, uh, is children learn what they live, so they mm-hmm. see it every day in my household. Um, you know, when the children were in high school and some of them were in college, um, you know, they saw me get up just as early as they did, drop them off at school, go to work, come home, um, talk about, you know, my daily life being at work and then shifting into the motherhood gear. But you know what? Uh, I've always kept them to be open-minded. You know, um, you know, long gone are the days where the men is the sole provider and the women stayed at home and raised their children. So obviously, you know, that has obviously shifted uh, for a majority of us. But, you know, my kids do understand that my career is important and my husband's very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we do try to make it work as best as we can. I, I don't like to use the word balance all the time because things do shift, you know, yes. from mm-hmm. our duties as responsible parents who cooks, who cleans, who picks up from, you know, sporting events and so forth. Um, You know, as long as we're open communication and our kids see what goes on, and they know it's not perfect. They know it is. They know it's not perfect. And all we can do is do our best and then hope to make sure that everything falls in its place because ultimately we also need to give our children some responsibility so that we teach them as we raise them, right? We we can't do everything for everybody. There's not enough time in the You know what? Yes, and that is really the forefront of everything is that we're passing on to another generation. And Mm -hmm. if we do everything for them, they'll never learn for themselves. They need Mm -hmm. to speak up for themselves and do for themselves and adapt for themselves. But we have to Mm -hmm. give them those tools and explain to them why. 
Yes. And sometimes let them fall and let them pick themselves up because that is also part of the training, right? Right. I've, I've fallen many times and I just keep picking myself up and I learn from each experience and, you know, I'm, I'm very positive about it and I just keep moving forward and not everything is perfect. You have to, you know, learn to adapt and roll with it. Yes. Uh, my husband sometimes reminds me this world is not a just place. It's just a place. So just <laughs> do my thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you know what? It also, mm-hmm. just try to remember that, you know, you you do want to be happy. Because when you are happy, mm-hmm. you have a special glow and aura about mm-hmm. yourself. And if you can bring out the good in everybody else, um, they see yes. that. And they want to be around you. And, you know, that's important. Especially, you know, in, like, you know, your network. Mm-hmm. So as women transition careers, it's important to have the network. It's important to continue to build those relationships, have that positive attitude, learn and absorb as much as possible to remain current in the marketplace. All of these things are relevant. At the same time, keeping the priorities of life as life changes, which becomes the tricky point that women have to harmonize to. Ah. You know, you can't pinpoint it on any and on any one of those things. You know, it's a mm-hmm. culmination of all of those things being part of the puzzle. And yes. everybody's puzzle pieces are going to be different. And they're going yep. to adjust their mm-hmm. lives accordingly with their yep. support system, with their mentor system. Mm-hmm. And we may end up with a different puzzle picture, but in the end, the goal is to put that puzzle together, right? Yeah, yeah. My way may be different than your way, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something we have to understand like we we have to understand that no two people are like obviously we're all individuals and what works for one household may not work for another household and you know we can't go you know throwing stones at across the street because they didn't do it the way we did it you know for them it may have worked great yeah circumstances are different right or not yeah i I mean even when it's one person it's different than put a family in play a spouse, children, and extended family, no two households are going to look alike. Therefore, no two solutions are going to be the same. And with that insightful thought, thank you so very much for making your time to come and have this conversation with me and to help our audience think through some of this. I would definitely love you to come back and have a similar conversation on helping women and continuing to help empower one another as we take this journey because empowered women truly raise empowered families. Thank you so very much, Marianne. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And to my audience, uh, please continue to write to me, share your thoughts, share your questions so that I can continue to shape the shows and conversations in a way that it meets your needs. You can email me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. And as I always say at the end of my show, as you continue on your journey, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for a transformation. So let's go out there, transform lives, and don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.